Welcome into Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian, and we are getting into week one, the weekend, the Sunday, the Monday. You'd love to see it. Week one of the regular season of the NFL. And we first must recap uh, last night's Thursday night football game. What we have to do is talk about the fact that I did predict correctly that the Bucks would win. However, I was incorrect. Yes, I was. On thinking it was a blowout and it was going to be a blowout. Dak played surprisingly very good. He played very well. Um, the way that that team played as a whole, I understand what the defense is. I'm not surprised. But the, the way that they played, they could beat about maybe close to half the teams in, in, the, in the league. You know, of course, they're not going to face, you know, it's not that they're going to face the bottom 15 or bottom 16 teams in the, in the, uh, in the league. Uh, but um, the way that they play, you know, especially the offense, especially Dak, he can lead that team to some wins. He can lead that team to uh, definitely more wins than they had last year without him uh, to the point where they could at least fight for a playoff spot. So I was very impressed. I uh, need to see more from Zeke in the running game. And of course we got to see them at full strength when not, you know, so many people, especially Zach Martin, uh, that one of their starting old linemen was out due to COVID protocols. Um, they just got, they just lost um, another one of their tackles. Uh, name his name escapes me, but they just lost another one of their tackles for the next six games because he was um, suspended for uh, um, some substance abuse, uh, violating the substance abuse policy. Don't know what that entails. I don't know the details of that. I haven't seen it yet or researched it yet, but. That's going to be tough for them. So it's, 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 yeah, I was like, if the Cowboys could actually have their full team available to play at full power, um, I mean, who knows what they could accomplish. Um, I would say at least a playoff spot, just looking off of how they played against last year's Super Bowl champions, uh, last season's Super Bowl champions, uh, was surprised of, you know, at first how much uh, the Bucks gave up during the game. And um, was surprised at first, but then the more I thought about it, you know, everybody can only think about the last game that they saw the Bucks in, when they beat the Chiefs, and how they snuffed out and just terrorized and, and held the Chiefs' offense, high-powered offense, super offense, to three field goals. That's all everybody can think about. But if you think about the regular season last year, the Bucks gave up a lot of points as a whole. They, you know, their defense wasn't like lights out just shutting down everybody they gave up a lot of points during the regular season they got annihilated by the Saints twice by Drew Brees twice in the regular season they come back and beat them in the playoffs but during the regular season they gave up points they gave up plenty of points during the regular season um they also gave up a lot of points in the playoffs when they uh, uh when they even when they faced a backup quarterback against Washington football team when they faced the Saints, they gave up points because the Saints were up in in that divisional round game, uh, up until uh, you know the third quarter, and then the Bucks took over, uh, and then they gave up uh, twenty six points, I think, to uh, Green Bay in the NFC Championship, and they won thirty one twenty six. So it's not like you know their defense was lights out. They weren't lights out last season during the regular season. They weren't lights out during the playoffs until they got to the Super Bowl. Then they were lights out. So. You know, that's pretty much what I expect from the Bucks. You know, they're not this super dominant defense, but they are defense that will get the job done, do what they need to do 
to win the to win the football game. And then of course you have Brady throwing his four touchdown passes. Not surprised. It's a Dallas Cowboys defense. What else do you expect? But uh, surprised that Dak did as well as he did. He's gonna need more help from the running game and uh, uh, from Zeke rather. Um, I don't know if Zeke is gonna return to the Zeke of old and and whatnot. He's supposed to be lighter now. Lost some weight, and uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the Bucks, uh, although giving up the lead late um, by a field goal, I mean, by, by way of a field goal, uh, come back and, of course, against Dallas defense, it wasn't too much of a problem for Brady. They come back and kick a field goal, and they win the first game 30, I think it was 31 to 29. Uh, so, Bucks improved to 1 0, and Cowboys to 0 1. Next, we have, we're getting to the Sunday games. We start with a really bad game that I don't think too many people other than the team's uh, fan bases will be interested in. But it's curious, it's curiosity for what could be or, you know, how these guys first react to their new teams. That being the Jaguars versus the Texans. And the two uh, guys I'm talking about in particular is Trevor Lawrence, the new starting quarterback, number one overall pick in the draft, under Urban Meyer, the new head coach, and uh, losing uh, for the season one of their running backs. I think it was the uh, guy that, I can't remember his name, was it Etienne? The guy that uh, they drafted that was also from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence's teammate. Um, so they're down one running back for the season uh, because by way of the preseason, one of the few um key players that got hurt in the preseason, although not that many, versus a Texans team that uh, Deshaun Watson will not be playing. He is a healthy scratch, and uh, Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) Tyrod Taylor uh, will get the start. So it is Trevor Lawrence versus Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, um, not going to have too many weapons that I can think of that are formidable, but he himself doesn't make many mistakes. So if anything, I would think that this is going to be probably a low-scoring game. Um, but I trust Tyrod to do just enough, even if it's by way of field goals, to get the job done. And I think the Texans will get the win here over the Jaguars. Next, we come to a very interesting game. I'm going to go to the Chargers versus Washington football team. Uh, you have the offensive last year's offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert, versus last year's defensive rookie of the year in defensive end Chase Young. Um, if you think about the quarterbacks, you have Justin Herbert versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, if we're just talking about athleticism, if we're just talking about uh, physical attributes, it's Herbert hands down, the young guy. But if we're talking about other intangibles, um, I wouldn't say that uh, Fitzpatrick is head and shoulders a better quarterback than Herbert, but I think that he has some advantages with his experience to where um, he can do things against this Chargers defense to where uh, Justin Herbert, although him him being, I would say, I would take Justin Herbert any day if I had to start somebody, is going to do better. I would say that Fitzpatrick will do better against a Chargers defense than Justin Herbert will do against a Washington football team defense because that Washington football team defense is glorious. I love it. That's my favorite defense in the league right now. I love the two defensive ends, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, of course. 
Uh, you got Scary Terry for Pitt, Fitz, Fitzpatrick to throw to. You got Antonio Gibson running the football. Um, and I think that with Justin Herbert, um, I think the running game is questionable. I don't see Eckler as the you know that that guy as far as a running back. And then you've got uh, you know wide receiving core, which I think should be better than what they are. Um, I think they're just something about the Chargers wide receiving core just leaves me like not wanting more because I'm a Raider fan. So it's not like I want them to do great against my team, but it just seems like they should be better than what they are. It seems very lackluster. They don't have Hunter Henry anymore. Um, so now it's really just about Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and whoever else they got. I don't think that's going to be enough against Washington football team because of their defense. And I think the Washington football team's offense will do just enough to get by the Chargers defense, get a lead, and the Washington football team's defense will seal the deal, and Washington football team will win this game over the Chargers. Next, we have Seahawks at Colts. This is interesting because we've got a good running game in defense with the Colts, and now they have Carson Wentz at quarterback. Um not sure if there was some uh, injury issues with uh, Carson Wentz or COVID protocol. Uh, of course, COVID protocols are always going to take precedence in this league now uh, to see um, if somebody is going to start or not. Even guys who are vaccinated, you know, everybody's worried about the guys who are not vaccinated costing the team games and how they said that the, the NFL had said that uh, uh, players who are not vaccinated you know, will force that may force teams to forfeit the game well you've got vaccinated players who still have to go through COVID protocols because vaccinated players are still catching the virus even though they're vaccinated but because they caught the virus even though they're vaccinated they still have to go through COVID protocols which means they could miss uh, practice and also the game so uh you know you know what 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 are we worried about and or what, what what was the point of that threat of of threatening to suspend or forfeit and make a team forfeit games because of players not vaccinated when you put this, the vaccinated players who catch the virus through the same COVID protocols, forcing them to miss practice, forcing them to miss games. What's the point? Um, but yeah, there's some gold for you right there in terms of how this thing is working out. Uh, but Seahawks versus Colts, um, I'm thinking that because... Uh, Carson Wentz is still going to have to get used to a new team and functioning. And, you know, nobody, almost nobody played their starters during the preseason because they've got an extra regular season game now. Um, I just trust Russell Wilson to know his team better uh, now that they've gotten over the whole wanting to be traded thing. If they're together, they're a solid, tight unit. I would trust them to be more together uh, on offense um, than the Colts would be on offense, even though I would trust the running game. The running game is, you know, I, I tend to want to trust the Colts running game more than the Seahawks running game, just because I'm thinking a lot of times Russell Wilson may try to run it himself or take the ball out of the running game's hands, call an audible and want to pass the ball. And, you know, you got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I, I don't, I don't blame you for wanting to do that. Um, but, I think that uh, I'm not sure how Carson Wentz is going to look or react. You know, this is no preseason, so we don't know what he's going to look like, what he's going to, you know, how poised is he. Is he the Carson Wentz before he got hurt? Because if he's the one after he got hurt, the Colts are in trouble. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to go with the surefire quarterback who know, who already knows his team, who already knows uh, his team's strength and, strengths and weaknesses because uh, he's been there for so long. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks over the Colts. Next, we have another uh, toilet bowl game and the Jets versus the Panthers. Uh, you've got Sam Darnold going up against the team that traded him. Uh, now, the quarterback of the Panthers traded by uh, formerly by the Jets. You've got Zach Wilson. Um, I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson is going to be the starter for the Jets. The guy they drafted second overall, making his debut. And, um, you know, first year quarterback versus second year quarterback. You know, let's let's get it going. Let's see what we do. Um, here, I think just because as a whole, as a team, as a whole team, uh, the Panthers have a better roster. So it's strictly just because I think the Panthers have a better roster from top to bottom, head to toe, I'm going to take them to win the football game. That's the only reason, because I really don't see the Panthers as too much more of a better team than the Jets. But I'm going to take them just because top to bottom, they have a better roster. So I'm taking the Panthers over the Jets. Next, we're getting on to the Vikings and Bengals. Uh, Vikings come into this one. Um, you know, it's it's uh, their quarterback. It's uh, Dalvin Cook. It's uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, and, uh, you know, his uh, views on not being vaccinated, well, it's a risk for him because anytime if he does catch COVID, then he could be suspended or uh, not suspended, but held back. Uh, out of a game because of COVID protocol. Uh, and then, you know, I don't put any stock in their defense at all. But they're going up against the Bengals team where I did like how scrappy they were on offense with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow being back. Um, but can that offensive line protect him? Can that offensive line protect him? This is a good test for that offensive line because I don't think the Vikings defense is that good. So they should be able to protect Joe Burrow. Joe has just got to make sure that he's not using his tendency or tendency to run the football as a first option or even a second or third option. That better be a last resort. I wish more quarterbacks would just learn how to protect themselves. One of the greatest things that I ever saw from a quarterback was Peyton Manning. And after he got that neck fusion in, you know, in uh, repair from his neck, um, what I would see him do, I think even before he got that surgery, I would see him when he knew he was going to get sacked and nobody was open, he would just fall down. He would protect himself, save himself for the next play for the rest of the game So, because he knew he could make plays and he's more valuable to the team than if he were to risk injury by trying to extend a play. And I think more mobile quarterbacks should think about that. Yes, you can make plays with your legs. Yes, you know, that's it's important to use that as a threat so that teams will kind of respect you in that regard. But you've got to think about the long term, okay? Joe Burrow can't keep getting season-ending injuries and think he's going to keep his job. It's just not going to work. It happens as a rookie. It happens the first year. It happens while the team is not that good. Okay, but eventually, if you keep making bad decisions like that, you end up like RG3. So you, you can't, you can't, you can't do things like that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one just because I'm not sure what uh, how Joe, Joe Burrow is going to look. And again, this is, it's really hard on the first week, the first weekend, game one, 
for everybody. It's really hard because you don't know what teams are going to be. It's hard to just go off of what you saw last year or go off of what you saw in the preseason, especially a preseason where almost no starters played. So I'm going to take the Vikings just because of what I know from Kirk Cousins uh, and Dalvin Cook, as long as Dalvin Cook is healthy, stays healthy, uh, over Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, um, you know, and the two defenses, which either I'm not confident in. So, yes, I'm going with Vikings over the Bengals. And next, let's see, we have the Cardinals and the Titans. Cardinals and Titans. Yeah, that's right. Cardinals and Titans. Um, this one is, hmm, I'm, this is tough because you got Kyler Murray, who's going to want to run the football a lot, but also he has one of the best wide receivers in the game and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you've got J.J. Watt on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, that's going to be uh, interesting to see what he can do um, against Derrick Henry. He obviously knows Derrick Henry well from being, um, being with the Texans for so long. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. That fight's going to go. On the other side, you've got the new, newest acquisition to the Titans, Julio Jones, uh, in that offense with A.J. Brown, uh, King Henry, of course, running back, and Tannehill at the helm throwing the football. Um, man, this is tough because the Titans, I don't, I don't, See, I don't see either one of these defenses making me think, oh, they're going to put the final nail in a coffin and seal this deal. Um, is it going to be a shootout? I don't know, but I, I don't I don't see I don't see why not, because like I said, I don't see either one of these defenses just being so solid that they are just, you know, from top to bottom, that they could just shut down the offense of either one of these teams. I mean, Kyler Murray is going to break loose. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get some TDs. King Henry's going to run. Uh, Julio's going to get something as well as A.J. Brown. So this is, to me, this is one of those toss-ups. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going with Kyler Murray. I think that they'll pull it out. They'll edge it out some way, somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> I think these teams are fairly evenly matched. Good offenses, not as good defenses. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one. It's, that's really a coin flip to me um, right there. Next, we have the Niners and the Lions. So uh, apparently we're going with Jimmy Garoppolo is what I was told. And what I, not what I was told, what I heard. My goodness. I don't have the inside scoop like that yet, <laughs> but I will soon. I will. You just watch. You just wait and see. I'm going to be there one day. Um, but yeah, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo starting off with the Niners, even though I think it should be Trey Lance. You draft him third overall. You play him in the preseason, and but you say, oh, but Jimmy G is still a quarterback, and he probably doesn't think you have any confidence in him, but they're still shaky about Trey Lance. They don't want him to get hurt and whatnot, so let's just stick Jimmy G in there for the first couple of games because, yeah, we don't, we're, we're, we're nervous. Uh, going against the Lions, um... Jared Goff going against a, a familiar foe in the Niners. Now the quarterback of the Lions. I don't see too much of anything on the Lions. Like who who do I just think of uh when it when it comes to the Lions? And normally I would think of Matt Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay. Both of those guys are gone. So I don't know what to think about the Lions. I really don't know what their identity is. 
what they are on offense, what they are on defense. All I know is Jared Goff is now the quarterback. Yeah, that's it. The Niners, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. For the most part, if everybody's healthy, the Niners have a better roster. So I'll just go with the Niners. Strictly off of that. Again, this is week one. It's going to be kind of a toss-up here uh, for a lot of these games just because we don't know how teams are going to react. Next, we have a commercial break. Ah, We're going to take a little bit of a break and hear a word from our sponsor, but I'll be back right on the other side of it. You are listening to Scout Team Sports. We'll be back in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we are in the second half of this podcast episode. We are getting into, right back into, week one of the NFL season. Predictions and short analysis. Again, week one is already always tough because especially this preseason, no, almost no starters played uh, because everybody's worried about that extra regular season game that they're going to have to stretch out their starters for. And so we really don't know what we're getting from these teams. So all we have to do to go off of is what we saw last year. Um, and we begin the second half of these predictions and analysis with Steelers at Bills. Going to go with the Bills. Really not much to decipher here. I don't know what I'm going to get from the Steelers. Uh, good defense, but offensively, what's Big Ben going to look like? What's their running game going to look like? What is their wide receiving core going to look like? Uh, other than Chase Claypool, who I really like uh, as a wide receiver. Um, are they going to be that Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, offensive old with the running game um is big ben gonna stay healthy even through i mean you gotta question that every game now as many times as roethlisberger has missed a full season getting hurt in the first game of the season or halfway through you gotta question whether or not he's gonna be able to stay healthy every game really uh and that's not even thinking about covid that's just thinking about him um you know, the whole fact that he wanted to take a pay cut, um, you know, to stay with the team one more year, um, which, you know, seems to me like they're ready to move on from him. Um, but uh, they were like, OK, we'll just do it one more year. I guess they're waiting on something. I don't know what that could be, <laughs> but um, or who that could be. But, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised at that. Um, but just because of that, I'm going to go with the Bills because the Bills, are to me, are a more complete team. Uh, if you just take the offense and the defense, you have Steelers offense, Steelers defense. You have Bills offense, Bills defense. It's a two-to-one advantage with the Bills having a good offense and good defense versus the Steelers just having, in my opinion right now, a good defense. So, because I'm not sure about that Steelers offense, I got to go with the more complete team in the Bills. So, I'm going with the Bills over the Steelers in week one. Next, we have Eagles at Falcons. Two um, poorly performing teams uh, last year. Jalen Hurts getting the start and being the starter now, which is um, I like for him in his young career. Um, but, you know, with so many changes and things like that and not really seeing too much improvement. I don't know if there's really any, I didn't hear or see any splashes that they made in free agency in the offseason to make sure that Jalen Hurts would be successful. So I don't know that they've really done anything. The Eagles organization has done anything to uh, help this guy be successful and to help this young black quarterback 
be successful. And although the Falcons, you know, again, all we can do is go off of last year, still don't really have a defense. They have an overpowered offense. And so just because of that, yes, in this game now, you can win some regular season games, not playoff games, but you can win some, you win several regular season games with just an offense uh, because so many other teams are poor on offense and defense. So I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. Um, just because of their offense, and they'll beat a poor and struggling Eagles team. Next, we go to which a game which is probably going to be nationally televised just because of what happened last year in the playoffs, the Browns versus the Chiefs. Um, everybody at full power, everybody playing. I'm really curious about this Browns defense, um, and I'm really curious about uh, you know what they're going to do to stop Mahomes, what they're going to do. Uh, to try to rough him up, you know, it's not a given that Mahomes will get hurt again, but I do think that they're going to be pretty aggressive against him. The biggest thing is Brown's offense versus Chiefs defense. That's where I really think it comes down to in terms of who's going to determine the football game. You know that Brown's defense is going to be up for Patrick Mahomes. You know that Chiefs offense led by Mahomes is going to do their thing and is going to, you know, probably get off to a slow start like they normally do. But eventually that high gear is going to kick in. Tyreek Hill and company, uh, whoever's running the football for him, I think it's uh, Robinson uh, who they have as their lead running back. Uh, And that's the key thing, too. If the Chiefs have a running game, that they'll be a lot better off. But if they are just relying on Mahomes the whole time and no running game, that's going to be really tough. And I think the the Browns could overtake them. Uh, But the Browns offense, I'm like, they have pieces, but it, it, I don't know what it is. It seems like they just, this, just this hump that they can't get over that I think they should have gotten over by beating the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. And I I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's Baker. I don't know if it's the running game, uh, the offensive line, uh, the wide receiving core. I haven't heard a peep out of Odell Beckham Jr. Is he content with just staying where he's at? Uh, is he healthy enough? I haven't seen or heard anything out of him, which is shocking. Whether he's injured or not, you always hearing something out of Odell Beckham. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with them um, offensively. Um, uh, but... This is a new season. The Browns are aggressive. And the Chiefs, I know, are going to come out aggressive as well. So if I'm choosing who has the better aggression, and because they're at home, I'm going to go with the Chiefs with a slight win. This is going. I think this is going to be a tough, close game. But I, I just, it's just something about the Browns' offense that just gives me doubts. Because it seems like they have all the pieces that they should need, but they just can't put it together to make sure that they just totally, like, you know, as they say in football, when you get your foot on their neck, you just, you get your foot on their neck and you don't let up. It just doesn't seem, doesn't seem like the Browns are, have that mentality offensively. Um, I I think they're going to have it defensively, but offensively, to just keep going and going and going and going. And then a lot of times they'll make defenses look good by making their own mistakes. And it's like, no, the defense really didn't make a play. It was the offense just not getting the job done. Um, so it's it's I want to pick the Browns. I want to pick the Browns just because I like their personnel. Um, but 
you know, if if it comes down to it, I got to take Mahomes over Baker Mayfield if it's a close game. I got to take it. I'm more confident in what Mahomes can do late in a tight in a tight close game than what I'm confident in Baker Mayfield can do in a tight close game. So, barely taking the Chiefs here, but I really do like the Browns and I'm hoping they can make some waves better even than what they did last year. Next, we have Packers at Saints. This is not much to talk about, even though I am um, concerned about uh, uh, the Packers' offensive line. Uh, It seems like their offensive line has diminished, and because of that, it's going to be a little bit more rough on Aaron Rodgers. So I think uh, the question is, this whole season, is Aaron Rodgers going to be able to stay healthy? Because if he's getting hit more often and whatnot with his age, you know, he's getting up there, um... I, I think that that could be an advantage for the Saints uh, if the, uh, of course, if the Packers offensive line is, is not up to par. Um, but then on the other hand, and yeah, the Packers defense is nothing to write home about. But what am I going to get from Jameis Winston? What am I going to get from the Saints offense and Alvin Kamara? And, and I think Michael Thomas is still not playing because due to injury. Um, so what am I going to get from the Saints offense now that we don't have Drew Brees anymore? I have no clue. And because there's too many, there's too big of a question mark on the Saints offense, even though their defense is good. And again, just going off of last year, I still got to go with the Packers because more than likely Saints defense will be on the field way too long because their offense can't sustain long enough drives and score enough points and they'll just get worn down it doesn't matter how good your defense is if they're on the field the entire game because their offense can't produce they're gonna get tired they're gonna give up points that's what happens I think in this one despite Aaron Rodgers' offensive line maybe not being up to par Uh, so I think the Packers will come out with the win on the road here over the Saints Next, we have Broncos versus Giants. This is the bit, two of the biggest question marks, I think, uh, in the league. Now we've got Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback for the Broncos. He beat out Drew Locke for the job. And, you know, um, the Broncos have returned to being a, a dark horse, if you will, for a long time, especially in the AFC West, it was always the Chargers. Everybody was thinking the Chargers going to be that dark horse. Before, when Phillip Rivers was there, even recently, even last year, with Justin Herbert, the Chargers going to be that dark horse. The Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. And they always uh, let people down in terms of that dark horse status and never did anything with it. Now I think it's the Broncos. And because of all the, the pieces that they're getting back on defense, Von Miller especially, um, being healthy, the defense being solid, and the offense with young weapons at wide receiver, um, always, it was always a question of Drew Locke. Is he going to be able to put it all together? But he's not the starting quarterback anymore. Teddy Bridgewater is, and Teddy Bridgewater is head and shoulders to me above Drew Locke as a quarterback. So, um, that's going to be, that's going to be, I think, that's going to be interesting. But how much time has Teddy Bridgewater actually had to gel with the offense, to work with the offense, to, to, you know, to, to be that solid unit? Um, that I know that he could be uh, leading a team, but has he had enough time with that offense? I don't know. Um, on the other hand, the Giants, we don't know about them either. You know you've got Daniel Jones at the helm. You know you've got Saquon Barkley coming back from a season-ending injury. Um, 
that's going to be a factor too because if Saquon Barkley's not 100%, if he can't produce, I don't trust Daniel Jones to put the team on his back and lead that team to a victory. Uh, and defense-wise, I would have to go with the Broncos having a better defense than the Giants, which means Teddy Bridgewater should do better against the Giants' defense, even though the Giants' defense is good somewhat. I would trust that Teddy Bridgewater would have an easier, not easy, but easier time against the Giants' defense than Daniel Jones would have against the Broncos' defense. So for that reason, I'm taking the Broncos over the Giants. Next, we have Dolphins at Patriots Division Rivals. Wonderful. Uh, You've got Mac Jones at the helm because Cam Newton's out. They cut Cam Newton. uh, And you've got all these new weapons around Mac Jones going up against a Dolphins team who I love their defense, love, you know, weapons that they have on offense. But I'm still just... Again, this is another one that I've scratched my head. Like, what what is it about Tua? Like, is it... Eh, eh, I can't... I can't... It's, it, I, I should have more confidence in him, and I don't. I just don't. Because, I mean, it seems like he's got enough around him to be more successful than what he looked like when he played last year. I get that was his rookie season. I get that. But it seems like he should have been more successful um, when it comes to his actual play and him contributing to the wins the wins of the team, more wins in the uh, of the team. Um, you know, I think because of that, the Dolphins are a more complete team uh, as opposed to the Patriots who have a lot of more, a lot of weapons, especially since the big spending spree uh, that the Patriots went on uh, in the offseason. But how has that team meshed? I mean, I'm still thinking that uh, it'd still be a running game and defense uh, type team. And any mistakes that Max Jones would make would be masked by the running game and defense of the Patriots. Um, Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, I think is not active. I think he's still dealing with a quad injury. I don't think he's been cleared yet. Um, so, uh, but Mac Jones has had a good amount of progress uh, in the preseason uh, the Patriots did play their starters in the preseason. Is that advantage or not? We'll see. Time will tell. Brian Flores, I really like him as a coach. Um, so this is a toss-up for me because I think the only thing that can hold the Dolphins back from winning this football game is Tua. If Tua, as as their quarterback, doesn't play well, then, you know, that's it for them. That really is it for them. I really do think they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Um, as feisty uh, as uh, as they are, um, and the weapons that they have, the defense that they have, uh, but I'm not sold onto it yet. Um, would I start him over Mac Jones? I don't know. It depends on what they have around him. I think um, both teams, both quarterbacks, have good personnel around them. They have a good team around them. It's just who will do better um, with what they have around them against their division rivals. Um, man, this is tough. I'm going to have to go with, though, the Dolphins. I think they can overcome what uh, Tua could or could not do, and uh, they'll get they'll trip up Mac Jones just enough to maybe get a two- or to three-point win. 
So I'm going to go with the Dolphins, although, you know, I, I don't want to be wishy-washy. Yeah, I could say, although I'm not surprised that the Patriots can win. Yes, I already discussed that. But I think the Dolphins being a more complete team, uh, even just at quarterback, even though I'm questionable about Tua, he does have a little bit of experience over Mac Jones. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins edging out the Patriots. Next, we have Bears at Rams. This is your Sunday night football matchup. And I'm going to pick the Rams. <laughs> it's just really not much to it. Uh, the Bears, you know what their defense is. You know what Khalil Mack uh, is, is capable of doing and has done on the Raiders and on the Bears. Uh, but their offense, I just I just don't know. And... Uh, I I can see why they will want to protect Justin Fields because the first couple of games for the Bears is brutal. And uh, I think they would rather throw Andy Dalton to the Wolves and see how he does as opposed to throwing Justin Fields to the Wolves, that being primarily Aaron Donald. Um, So um, I'm going to go with the Rams in this game just because of better offense, better defense. Yes, Matt, Matt Stafford is with a new team. I'm not overhyping or underhyping Matt Stafford. I can only go off of what I've seen and how he played in Detroit when he had weapons and when he did not. Um, I would still trust him over Andy Dalton. So I think the Bears offense is going to struggle to get points, get yards. And with the Rams being a more complete team, again, it's really not that much of uh, to think about. Even though the Bears have a good defense, their defense is going to be on the field too long, and they'll get tired, give up points, Rams win. And your Monday night football matchup, which I'm surprised they got TV time uh, with, you know, with, 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 with how they performed last year. But, hey, it is Vegas. You know, there's an advantage to playing in Vegas, even if your team isn't that good. Because it's Vegas, people will tune in. Because it's Vegas, you know, they're going to do some things other than football to entertain people with. So, Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, they lost J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens did, in the preseason. Um, And, of course, that was their starting running back. And, of course, you know, what do they do? Because they let go of Mark Ingram. And they were just like, you know, Dobbins is the lead guy, our new young you know, it was a rookie last year. Dobbins is our lead guy. And um, that's, you know, that's the way they were deciding to go. Of course, you know, Lamar's going to run the football, but he's having to deal with COVID protocol. But I think he's still going to play in this game. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's always some question marks on the Ravens offense. They don't have any formidable receivers. So if they can't run the football, um, with their star running back, who is now already done for the season before the season starts, and you're relying on Lamar Jackson to run the football too much, uh, with, you know, not any, you know, uh, defensive, I mean, offensive threats at the wide receiver position, how are they going to move the football? How are they going to score enough points to win a football game? But they are going against the Raiders' defense. And again, all we can do is go off of last year. They did get Carl Joseph back, who used to be on the team, went to the Browns, and now is uh, back with the Raiders. Uh, so that is a plus for them. They do have Yannick and Gakwe. Uh, again, it's tough to see how, you know, with no starters playing in the preseason, how any team is going to gel together and look on this first game of the season, but I definitely will be tuning in. 
Um, and uh, of course, Derek Carr is going to do his thing. But with trading away three of your starting five offensive linemen this past offseason, I don't know if the rookie Leatherwood is going to be up to par. Is he going to be ready to go? Is he going to be good enough? Uh, Richie Incognito um, is uh, is questionable uh, with an injury, um, and I think COVID protocols too. Josh Jacobs is questionable with his toe injury. Um, so, you know, as far as, uh, the injury reports, I'll have to monitor that to see if they're actually going to play come game day, maybe a game time decision. But with those question marks, I just don't know. And with the question marks on the Ravens team, I just don't know. Also Marcus Peters, um, I think is, uh, either COVID protocol or injury that he may, I don't think he's playing in this one. So both of these teams depleted from the jump. Um, so it's really tough to go with the team here. Um, but I'm going to say I'm actually going to have to go with the Raiders because even if they, if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, they've got Kenyon Drake, um, and they have, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> My own team, I can't remember his name, who was sharing touches with, uh, Josh Jacobs last year, who ran really well. Um, their wide receiving core, you're going to have Brian Edwards, you're going to have Henry Ruggs, Derek Carr needs to utilize Henry Ruggs more, um, you know, talking heads, especially his brother, the talking head uh, in the media talking about he needs to see more from Henry Ruggs. Well, if your brother would actually target him more, then you could see more from Henry Ruggs. Uh, but yeah, don't get me started on David Carr's commentary uh, or, uh, you know, football analysis. But anyway, um, I think Derek Carr you know, as long as that offensive line holds up, can utilize the weapons enough to where he can get enough out of the offense to score enough points on a defense is probably going to be on the field too long because the Ravens offense is going to have trouble scoring when it's just Lamar throwing and running the football to receivers that I don't think he has that much faith in or that are star players that can make an impact. And you don't have J.K. Dobbins running the football. So there's too many question marks for me on the Ravens offense. They don't have Marcus Peters on defense. Um, so I think the Raiders, it'll probably be a very ugly win, but I think the Raiders get this win just because they have more people healthy, ready to go uh, for this football game than the Ravens do. And that will conclude week one of your NFL season 2021. I am so appreciative of all my subscribers. I don't care how little subscribers I have. I value each and every one of you. I do appreciate you for listening to this podcast and supporting me. You could be listening to anything else. And I do respect your time. I respect your listenership uh, in that regard. Um going to be coming to you. I've got some things, some life uh, things coming up. Uh, I'm still going to get around those and still get you the episodes. Some may be a little earlier than usual. Some may be a little later than usual, but I'm still going to get you those episodes for those uh, loyal uh, and faithful listeners of this podcast. Once again, this is The Value with Scout Team Sports. Believe until you stop breathing. We'll see you in the next episode.